Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hey there, Brew Talkers. Welcome to Modern Manners, the segment where you can come to master the art of business etiquette and networking savvy with me, Sarah Ainsworth, owner of Sarah Ainsworth Etiquette Consulting. In today's fast-paced world, navigating professional settings can be a game changer. We believe good manners are timeless, opening doors you never thought possible. In these bite-sized episodes, I'll bring my 30-plus years of etiquette consulting experience directly to your device with real expert insights, anecdotes, and actionable tips you can trust to boost your confidence and elevate your professional presence. From handshakes to small talk, we've got the inside scoop on making a lasting impression in any room. Whether you're a seasoned executive or just starting your career journey, join us on Modern Manners because success isn't just about what you know, it's about how you present it. Get ready to charm your way to success. Pinkies up. Hi, Brew Talkers. Today's moment for Modern Manners is just a real quick overview of introducing yourself and and making sure that you introduce other people. Your first impression is it, it sounds shallow, but it is it is important because you only have 5 seconds to make a good first impression. And I know that sounds so judgmental and harsh. However, it's just psychologically scientifically proven that those first five seconds we all sadly make a good or a bad impression upon one another in our minds. So I'm going to give you seven ingredients as I call them to making sure that you are making a good first impression whether it is your job or whether it is meeting your significant other's family, wherever you're making a good first impression or a poor first impression. But it's important to have all the ingredients working together. And we'll also talk about which ones are really the most important. So, um, So let's get started. The first one that I want to include is smiling. So be sure that when you meet somebody, you smile. And that is just a very quick, you know, it's a, it's a body language, honestly, that is very disarming and makes people feel automatically comfortable when you smile at them. Studies have been shown that when you smile, 
the other person, it is contagious. The other person has to smile back or they have to really, really focus to not smile. Try this next time you're at the grocery store. Just smile at a stranger and watch them smile back at you because it is contagious. But be sure and, you know, smile at people in those first five seconds. A second one is, and this is, it's, it's interesting, as our culture changes, that's why we call this modern manners, as our culture changes, so do the rules. And what was seen as appropriate for women 50, 60 years ago is, is, is very different in 2024. And it's just been one generation of a very, very different rules for women because suddenly all business is gender neutral and there is no gender difference in business interactions. So um, one thing that I know my mother was taught as a young woman, as a professional young woman, even though she was professional and had a college degree and everything, she was still taught to stay seated when she met someone. And I was with her at a restaurant one time and I was being introduced to a lot of people. People were coming up and, and saying hi. We were with um, somebody that kept introducing us. And we got in the car and my mom said, um, Sarah, why, honey, did you keep standing up when people came to our table? And I looked at her and I said, Mom, <laughs> it's out of respect for myself as well as out of respect for the other person. And she said, well, I was taught that that was aggressive, seen as aggressive for women to stand up. I said, Mother, this is the 21st century. So, um, you know, stand up. It's out of respect for yourself. It's out of respect for the other person. You see that person in much more of an eye-to-eye. -eye. Um, granted, I'm not the tallest person, so I still look up a little bit. But you see that person, you know, you're on a level playing field with that person. So don't ever, ever meet somebody standing, sit, um, sitting down. Always, always stand up to meet someone. And like I said, it's as much out of respect for yourself as it is out of respect for the other person. If you are ever at a job interview and someone comes in the room, you know, to, to go into the other room and speak to somebody to talk to them, immediately stand up. And also leave your phone in your pocket. Try not to, especially if you're at an interview, this is just an aside, but if you're in an interview, keep your phone in your pocket so that when you stand up and the person comes to speak to you, you are fully, fully present. I had a young man the other day say, yes, I got a job because of that. I said, you got a job because of not having your phone? He said, yes, the um, employer came in and said, you know, spoke my name and said, we're ready for you. And I immediately stood up and the employer said, where's your phone? And... I replied, oh, well, I didn't think that I needed it for this interview. And the employer said to this young man, the fact that you left your phone in, uh, and he had said he had left his phone in the car. He said, the fact that you left your phone in the car shows so much respect for me and so much respect for this job that I haven't really even spoken to you, but you've got the job. <laughs> so, you know, be present. Don't have to wind something up in your phone. The employer went on to say that every person he had come to speak with, that person had to wind their phone down and, and then stand up and shake hands and be present. So use your phone to your advantage, especially in a situation where, where it's an interview process or a meeting with an important client 
and just try not to be distracted, try to be fully present. And I know it's hard because we all love our phones and they are part of our world. But it is, it is a detail that makes a difference. The third ingredient is your handshake. So open up your hand for a second, and the, there's a kind of a web between your index finger and your thumb. When you shake hands with someone, you want your handshake to be web to web so that your, the web of your hand touches the web of the other person's hand. You do not want to do the glove handshake which is where you would put your hand over the other person's hand. You also do not want it to be you know, too much of a, a power grip where you're trying to dominate and, and force. That's really seen as aggressive. But you know, force yourself really over that other person. You can tell so much from someone about their handshake. You also don't want the limp fish handshake where you just give your fingertips. So um, the handshake is also the only acceptable form of touch in any business setting, in any formal business setting. And um, you may get to a point where, yes, you do give someone a hug or something, but that would be a more familial setting. And But definitely in the beginning of any situation or beginning of a client relationship, especially new employer relationship, always it's, it's just a, you know, two pumps, and it's a web-to-web handshake. So make your handshake work for you. And also the person that it's just kind of subconscious, but the person that puts their hand out first is, is the leader. So, so use your handshake to your advantage and shake people's hands with people that you love and say, hey, how does my handshake feel? Is it, is it too aggressive? Is it, you know... Is it a good handshake? How does it feel? So practice your handshake because it is, it's your really the very first three seconds of, of that introduction. The fourth ingredient of a good introduction is learning how to introduce yourself. Talk about a leadership skill. I think that learning to introduce yourself is probably one of the best skills you can have as a professional and in terms of networking, get used to saying your first and last name. Don't just say your first name. Say Always say your first and your last name. Hi, I'm Sarah Ainsworth. And you want to say, you know, not in, in, not in an aggressive way, but, but be friendly. Always err on people not knowing your name and say, hi, I'm, I'm Sarah Ainsworth. And people say, oh, yes, I know you. And I'll say, oh, I know. But sometimes people forget people's names. I'm just giving you my name. Um, anyway, just be friendly. I think being friendly just really, really does pay off and in a very genuine, authentic way, not in a disingenuous way whatsoever. But, but just being friendly. Introduce yourself. Get to know people. And, um, you know, Enjoy the people that you're around, but don't ever, ever, ever err on not introducing yourself. If you don't know somebody, throw your hand out there and introduce yourself. If you are talking to a group of people and two people know each other, and for some reason the person that you know, um, but you don't know the other person, but you know one of the two, that person does not introduce you, We've all had those moments. It feels awkward and it feels sticky. So 
after, you know, a minute or so, just go ahead and, and introduce yourself. Maybe the person, maybe your friend forgot <laughs> the other person's name. I don't know. But, um, you know, don't ever err on the opportunity to introduce yourself. And, and don't ever say, oh, well, I wasn't introduced. Because you can introduce yourself. Be your own advocate. The fifth ingredient is posture. And back to our phones. My gosh, our phones have created poor posture, most definitely. But there's so much to body language. In fact, we should do an entire section on just body language and what's not being said. Um, and what is being said with just your body? Because sometimes our words can lie, but usually your body does not lie. And it's important to know, being savvy in business, what is being said with someone's body in a meeting versus what they're saying with their mouth. So, you, But your posture, you want to, you know, obviously stand up straight. You want to have your hands by your side. You don't want your hands in front of you. You don't want your hands crossing you. You want to be open. You want to have open body language. And, yeah, that's what we'll talk about one time, open body language and closed body language and, and reading those because they are, if there's anything close to mind reading, it's, it's body, <laughs> body language, <laughs> reading by people's body language. But be sure that your posture is, is confident and that you are exuding the confidence that you feel with, with your posture. The sixth ingredient mm -hmm. is eye contact. And we all have sometimes a, a default of, of looking at the floor if you're nervous or something. Be sure that you, you make eye contact. If you can remember what the person's eye color was that you were speaking to, then you've, you've, made, you've made great eye contact. There's a hack, too, to this that I've realized a lot of adults actually really do like. If you look, there's a kind of a space just right between the eyebrows, and it's called the safety zone. And you, let's say you have a lot of anxiety and you feel uncomfortable looking people in the eye. You can look at their safety zone, and to that person, it appears as though you are looking in their eyes. So use that hack if you are shy or if you are uncomfortable um, making eye contact. But eye contact in our culture, in Western culture, is imperative and can be the difference between getting the job or maintaining the job or um, making a good impression with your clients. It's, it's a superpower. So use it to your advantage. And even, even past just that first impression, you know, when you're speaking to people, make sure that you, you make good eye contact with them. And pause. Pause with that eye contact for a second. You don't have to make 100% eye contact. That'd be very creepy. Um, you want to, you know, look down, obviously, every now and then. But you want to make sure that you're talking to the person and not talking to the floor. I had a young man tell me that he lost a job because of eye contact. And he asked the employer, well, could, could I ask you with any tips um, on how I could have done better? And the employer said, yes, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm going to give you some constructive criticism. When you answered my questions, you answered the floor instead of answering me. So I hope at your next interview that you will answer the person that is asking you the questions as opposed to asking the floor. 
And I always say being shy is cute until you're about 10. And then you, you really have to get over it. You can still be shy and use these skills to, to make a good first impression or to, you know, land the job or land the deal that you're wanting to do within your business. The last ingredient is the confident leadership voice. And you want your voice to not be, you know, obviously too loud. You don't want your voice to be too soft. You want to have clear enunciation. And you want to slow down when you introduce yourself. It all goes so fast. So, you know, slow down a little bit and make sure that what you're saying is people can understand it, especially if for some reason you have a hard-to-pronounce name or difficult-to-pronounce. You can always help somebody, too, with your name if you have a, a way to, to remember it. We'll do another segment on maybe remembering names. That's a good one. Um, but use your voice to your advantage. And um, remember that most of all, manners, whether they're modern or whether they are <laughs> ancient, they still are the foundation of respect. And they really are just the way that we, we honor one another and that we make each other feel validated and seen. So, so use your voice, if, if for nothing else, but to make that person feel seen. So, um, and then if you are in a position where you know two people and they do not know each other, it is your responsibility to introduce them. It's just the gracious thing to do, and it makes everyone feel comfortable, which again is the essence of manners. So, you know, use your voice to your advantage, and um, remember, smile, stand up, your handshake, introduce yourself with first and last name, correct posture, eye contact, and confident leadership voice. So get out there and introduce yourself and be confident because you can be. So there you go, Brew Talkers. I hope that you have one takeaway from today's segment of Modern Manners that can just help you feel more polished and elevate your professional game. Thanks for listening and pinkies up. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.